Good morning. How's everyone doing? This dude's voice is so raspy. I love it. How's everyone doing? Morning. Morning. Uh, no sound. No sound at all. Or are you guys just messing with me? All right. Abe says that he's got sound. I see like three people saying no sound, which usually means you're just pulling my leg. Classic joke. Okay, just trolling. Wow. Troy Pike in on, in on the troll. Come on, Troy. Anyway, what up? We got uh, William Shelby in the chat, Norm Shaver, Kyle, Josh, Abe, Troy. I'm not sure if we're friends anymore, Troy. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne, what's up, Josh? Welcome to the morning show. Uh, it's morning. It's uh, a little bite-sized bits of everything that I enjoy. Baseball, geography, a little American towns, American American history, some books, uh, some baseball, some music. Hope everyone's doing well. All the sound is from the left channel. Right is muted. Oh, I know what happened. I, w I don't know if I can change this. In the middle of the show. Please stop all outputs before attempting to change. I may have just changed it. But I don't know if I can make that. Yeah, I don't know if I can make that change. Uh, Mid-show. So. I just did it. We were messing. Uh, we were messing with settings on how to record. How to split audio and post. And we messed around on this computer. So. All right. Change worked. Cool. We're off to a fucking fire start here. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. I'm drinking a cup right now. I took the rest of the Yes Please Coffee coffee beans that I turned into grounds and put it in my cold brew maker. So tomorrow and Wednesday and Friday, I'm going to have cold brew be bouncing off the walls. You know, because you make just the concentrate and you're supposed to mix it with water. We'll see how I'm feeling. But Yes Please Coffee is sponsoring the show. They got us last week. They got us this week. They're keeping it going. Freshly roasted beans shipped to your door every day. Not every day. Once a month with no fuss. You get to pick your size. You get to pick how often you want the beans. They give you a new, unique blend every time. Just a mixture of sorts. Uh... So you get to taste a bunch of different beans. Like this this one's from Guatemala. I don't have the list with me anymore. There's all over. So it's pretty cool. And uh, you can cancel it at any time. So it's subscription-based. But if you try the first month, you can cancel it. You can also just skip a month and be like, I'm full. I'm good. We went camping. Don't need a bag this month. Skip it. So go to yes, please, plz coffee slash John Boy. Use discount code John Boy for 25% off your first purchase. Uh, I know that not Mr. Moon. I don't know if uh, I don't know if not Mr. Moon's in the chat, but I know he got his uh, he got his bag of yes please uh, 
coffee today. So there you go. If you whatever you're watching on, if you're watching on Facebook, go say hi to some Facebook people. Let's see. We got Colin, Josh, Chris, Alex, Henrique. So Colin, Josh, Chris, Alex, Henrique. If you guys want to go check out Yes Please Coffee, there's the link in Facebook. Periscope. We got B Mats. We got Kyle. Uh, Periscope staple. Mikey G. We got Proach. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, there's a link on the tweet and on YouTube. It's in the description. So links everywhere. Links galore. Go check it out. They are sponsoring the show today. Okay. We also have Twitch, but I, it's like another chat I got to throw on the screen. So I, I but I, I've been told I should. I want to get a TV to put in front of me and just have all the chats real big right up there. I don't know if we can. We'll see. We got a lot of TVs in the office already. It's not true. We have two. We have two. We have two. Just two. Just two. Just two. Just two. Just two TVs. On John Boy Media today, we have a talking Yanks. We did just regular news updates about all the injuries, about Chapman getting COVID, about Judge Stiff Neck, where's Paxton been? Um, and then we answered a ton of voicemails. So that was fun. That was good stuff. The the uh, the Yankees conversations are starting to get very fun and where we want them to be about actual baseball and strategy and what will happen. We got a talking folk. I just ended, finished it. I listened to it on the way over here. Um, Nick did an episode all on John Henry, which if you like music history, sometimes I feel like I like music history more than music itself. Cause I'll watch documentaries on musicians and bands that I don't even enjoy the music or the band, or I've never tuned into it, but I, I just love music docs or music biopics. So this is this episode of Talking Folk is all about J- John Henry. It was like the legend of John Henry, the folklore of John Henry, and Nick kept hearing him in songs and like dug it up. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give it away, but um, he stumbled upon John Henry in a Gillian Welch cover called Elvis Presley Blues, and she compared Elvis's long decline to someone named John Henry. So I'm not giving it away because I had no idea who John Henry was, but if, but apparently if you listen to a lot of folk songs now, you will always hear John Henry, and and now I know what the reference is, and you don't until you listen there. Laughs from the Past uh, Season 9 debuted today. It's all about heists. And we talked about this heist from the 1600s. This dude named, I forget his name, uh, it was a really fun episode, and we made a great movie. We move, move, movie-fied it at the end, and we t- so Guy Ritchie's next movie will probably be the script we wrote out at the end of Last from the Past. I mean, just bank on that. And then John Boy and Jake Radio comes up at ten o'clock. All right, that's everything we got going on the network. The band today was Spirit Family Reunion. I used to love them. I liked their first album so 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 much. Uh, they got rid of the raspy voice, dude. They had a fallen out. He's not in the band anymore. That guy does stuff on his own by the name of Twain and kind of like the same as uh, Houndmouth when they got rid of um, blanking on her name. It's not the same thing. It's like not, it's like two pieces and they're not whole anymore. But anyway, that's, that's the songs. The weather today in Polson, Montana is 43 degrees and sunny. 43. Is that the coldest we've had in July? Seems rather cold for the middle of July, Montana. Now, it is off a lake. Does that mean anything? 
I didn't even I didn't even look at that when I screenshotted the weather. I just noticed it. So it's in Montana, which I know nothing about. Uh, it looks like Northwest Montana, but it's on the it's on a lake, which is cool. I think it's a Native American preserve or or something like that. Like they got Sacagawea Park. That's cool. What's this? What's this lake called? Flathead Lake. Yeah. All right. So. I couldn't find much on Polson, Montana. Like, the Wikipedia page is pretty bland. News articles are pretty bland. There's, like, Polson.com history that I found. But I did I did uncover that they have a cherry festival every year. All right? So this, this is all I have. Incorporated in, incorporated in April, incorporated April 5th, 1910, Polson has a history of lumbering, ranching, and steamboats. The city was named after pioneer and rancher David Polson. Um... But it's prime cherry growing region and home to numerous cherry orchards. And Polson celebrates with an annual Main Street Flathead Cherry Festival. It's kind of like what I was talking about last week on um, I love um, natural resources becoming the the economics of natural resources. If you make if you if you're if you got tons of cherries, fucking have a festival, turn it into a big old gal in Livermore, California. You know, it's a lot of wine. They had the Honey and Wine Festival every summer. And it's like everyone goes downtown and spends money. It's great. So I bet that uh, Polson has uh, a lot of money coming. Look at the border here. What is up with this? Oh, when you zoom in that close. Oh, no, 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 no. Give me the border. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's small on your screen. Look at the border. Right? Oh, for the audio-only people, it's weird. It's like the individual, it's like the individual houses are on, are in the town, like bordered off, but not the streets. I wonder if that has something to do with it being uh, like reservation land or something. I'm, I'm just a dumb guy, but that's a weird, like the neighborhood, the houses are in town, but the streets aren't part of the town. So that's just got to be some weird skyline drive. How about that? Um, oh, the other thing that I thought was cool was this island up here called Wild Horse Island. Where the fuck are you? Where are you, Wild Horse Island? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems like you've been gone. Wild Horse Island. You think there's really wild horses on here? You know, horses aren't even native to America. There was like no horses here. Spanish brought them over. Wild horse. Native uh, horses and cows. They were brought over by the Spanish. They were not here. Isn't that crazy? Uh... Wild Horse Island. I'm trying to find out. It seems like it's got to be Wild Horse Island. Tell me something about it. It's got a Wikipedia. It's bigger than Polson's whole Wikipedia. How did horses get there? If horses are on an island, they got brought there. Unless it froze and the horses went in the winter. Like that island in Michigan we did a month back. 
Homesteaders on the island cut down much of the old tree growth trees, introduced non-native grasses and other plant species. These species have been competed, overtaken much of the grass prairie through herbivore life and to survive. The short grass prairie is one of the last few remaining in Montana, and because of this, efforts must be made to control various animal species on the island in order to preserve the grasses over pasturing and extinction. How did the horses get there? You can't name a place Wild Horse Island if it doesn't have horses, right? And then that should be illegal. If I go Wild Horse Island drone shot, oh, boom, found some pictures of horses on the island. You just had to go to stateparks.mt.gov slash Wild Horse Island, and you got it. So... Oh, here we go. Park features. Wild Horse Island has been a landmark since the Kootenai Indians were reported to have used it as past, used it to pasture horses to keep them from, be, from being stolen by other tribes. Yes, I love it. We finally ran into a fun fact. Everyone was like, get out of the rabbit hole, Jimmy. There's nothing for you on Wild Horse Island. Everyone in the whole chat, get out, get out, abort. This has got nothing for you. That's awesome. Native Americans are like, how are we going to make sure that people don't steal our horses? the Kutenai tribe. And their solution was genius. Why don't we just bring the horses to that island and then just protect the perimeter of the island? Love it. Fantastic rabbit hole. We found a fun fact. Wild Horse Island. Basically, um, um, when you play like cops and robbers as kids and then there's like the there's like the safe spot, you know? What's that called? You're like, can't get me here. I'm in the safe spot. There's a name for it. That's what the horses are. Just like home base, home base. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, bam. Anyway, they have a uh, cherry festival, as I said, and I found this video uh, from the Polson Flathead Cherry Festival Pieding Contest 2012. We got three kids here. Um, huge, huge plates of cherry pie. I don't know who wins this, but I know that no one wins um, in the end. The guy in the middle, he's just laughing. He's doing the classic tactic. It's a great, great tactic. It, you know, a lot of people employ it. It'd probably be my tactic where he takes a couple bites of the pie and he's like, oh, this sucks. Oh, there's no way I win. Why don't I just fake laugh a lot? And then I, I can, you know, afterwards when people are like, you did so bad. And you're like, dude, I was, couldn't stop laughing. It was just so funny. I could stop laughing. I probably could have done better. Great tactic if you're ever in a situation that you know you're going to suck at. You just start, like, you know, over laughing at jokes. And you'll be like, if I could catch my breath, I would have done better. But I was laughing so much. So guy in the middle is doing that to a T. Uh, guy on the right hasn't looked up in a while. This video has 190 views. So we are in deep. I'm not. How's this work? Like they're just eating the cherry off the top of the pie. Don't they have to eat the crust? Uh, oh, he just picked up the plate. That seemed like highly illegal. Guy in the middle still laughing. Guy in the left is about to win. All right. Wow. Good job, guy in the left. Little girl just staring at him. All right. Howcast has a video called How to Win a Pie Eating Contest. 
and I want out already. Why do you, why do they have to do that? God damn it. Get to the part where you tell us the part. Okay. Fasten the plate to the table using Velcro. Is that legal? If that's legal, that's good. Oh, my God. Ugh. Is there audio to this? Okay. All right. There's been audio the whole time. During the contest, step four, keep your head in the game. Push your face into the pie when the event begins and keep it there. Turn your head side to side to breathe rather than wasting time by sitting up and going back and forth to the pie plate. Step five, keep a steady pace that you can maintain for the duration of the contest. Don't rush. Step six, eat the crust at the bottom as soon as possible to expose the pie tin. The exposed pie plate will make it appear to the judges that you've eaten more than if you would eat You motherfuckers. Plate. You stupid sons of bitches. You're every... The six-step guide to how to how to win a pie-eating contest was eat it fast. Everything was just put your head down, don't take, don't stop and pause, just keep eating it fast. I hate fucking dumb videos like that. There was zero substance to what they taught us. Wild Horse Island was much more fun than the how to eat a pie eating contest. Look at this. This place is called Hungry Horse Reservoir. That's cool. All right. So anyway, it is uh, 43 degrees in Polson, Montana. Seems way too cold for July, but maybe that's normal. I don't know. Never been. And that's all I had to say about that. The baseball player that we have today, his name is Hooks Warner, right? Hooks Warner. Hooks Warner which is a great name. There's nothing known about him. Like, his birth name is Hoke Hayden Warner, all right? He doesn't have a player bio on... He doesn't have a player bio on baseball reference. He has a Wikipedia, but it, it it's like five lines. I'll read you his Wikipedia in full right here. Hooks Warner. Hoke Hayden Warner was a baseball player for the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was 170 pounds and batted left and threw right. He started his career on August 21st, 1916. His final game was on June 17th, 1921. He was born on May 22nd, 1894 in Del Rio, Texas. He died on February 19th, 1947 in San Francisco. So, like, nothing, nothing on this, dude. If you Google image Hooks Warner, you just get a bunch of hooks, like actual, like, metal hooks. So, we're going to take it upon ourselves to go find anything, anything about our dude, our dude Hooks, which is a great nickname. His birth name, Hoke Hooks. So, he made his debut for the Pitts, Pittsburgh in 1916. He played 44 games in 1916, age 22. He didn't, he, he didn't really play after that. In 1917, he played three games. In 1918, he played zero. In 1919, he played six. 1920, he played zero. In 1921, he played 14. So let's just go look at his debut. I wonder if they even have, like, game logs or anything. Um, in his debut, he got a hit. Okay, he played third base. And then he pinch ran one game, and but mostly a third baseman. Oh, shit. All right, they brought him up on August 21st. And he played four games in two days to start his career. Hold on. This is kind of nuts. 
He played four games in the first two days, doubleheader. He played both of them. Then the next day, they played a 16-inning game. So, holy smokes, not a math guy at all. Oh, I hate when I stumble into simple arithmetic and I have to get my calculator out to do it when you guys already have it. He played 52 innings in his first three days as a big leaguer? Holy smokes. He played he played he played 18 innings day 1, doubleheader, 18 innings day 2, doubleheader, and then the third day he played a 16 inning game, and then the fourth day he played a 9 inning game, and then the fifth day he played an 11 inning game. Then he finally started a game but came out before it even started. Well, I don't even know. It says he got four at-bats. All right, so this motherfucker played 72 innings in his first one, two, three, four, five days as a big leaguer. Holy smokes. That's the equivalent of eight games in five days. That's intense. He did pretty well, too. In that stretch of playing whatever I just said, eight games in five days, 72 innings, whatever it was, he hit 294 with an on-base percentage of 333, and he hit a home run. He had 10 hits in 34 at-bats, scored three runs, got walked twice. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. What a wild start to his career. He got a hit in every game besides one in those first, in those first one, 72 innings or whatever. That's nuts, man. Baseball used to be crazy. Holy shit, I didn't even look further. Do you guys have this on the screen? Okay, look further. So in the first, Jesus, I think there's an easier way to do it. I think if we go fielding game logs, they have the innings. So, okay. In his first one, two, three, four, five, six, he got an off day here. So we'll go seven, eight, nine, ten. So in his first ten days, oh, you motherfucker. It's not going to add it for me. In his first ten days as a big leaguer, we're doing math. Nine plus nine plus nine plus nine plus sixteen plus nine plus eleven plus nine plus nine plus seven plus nine plus nine. Hundred and fifteen innings in his first ten days. Oh no no no. Plus nine plus nine. Hundred and hundred and thirty-three innings in his first ten days. And there's an off day in there. It's thirteen innings a day. 133, if you take out the off day, he's played 14.7 innings a day in his first 10 games as a big leaguer. That's nuts. From August 28th to August 30th, that three days in a row, they'd had a doubleheader every day. So he played, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, everyone else plays the same amount of games, but like to jump into your career that way. Um, 
I mean, this dude played from August 21st to October, and he, he played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve back to backs. That's nuts. Hooks wanna. We'll bring Hooks in. Um, yeah, then he didn't play again. I don't know. I don't know what happened in 1917. He only got three at bats played. He got five at bats. He played in three games in April. So he started the season with the club, it looks like. And then then something happened. No one knows. Then he got called up in 1919 in the middle of the summer. He only got one hit. And then he finally gets another two-week stretch in the uh, in 1921. And he just didn't really hit. What an introduction to Major League Baseball, though. I mean, he tore it up for 10 days. He played a hundred and whatever. Played 133 innings. It's crazy. World War One happened. Did baseball fully stop? He get drafted. Then he came back. You you hear a lot about the war guys in World War Two. You don't hear a lot about them in World War One. Wouldn't that be? T- does does I don't think his timeline adds up for World War One because he only missed nineteen eighteen and nineteen twenty. When. When did U.S. enter World War One? 1917, April 4th. Does that doesn't that that adds up perfectly? No. So he played April 9th, April. So yeah, but he could have went after that. When did U.S. end World War One? That doesn't make sense. 1918. Um, that's quick, huh? So, yeah, he definitely could have went to war in 1917, 1918, come back from 1919. Adds up. Hooks Warner. Not a guy you'd want to be in battle with, name like Hooks. Anyway, dude played a lot of games. I had, I had no idea where we were going to go with Hooks. I'm not gonna go. I think I'm obsessed with that drop. But uh, that was cool. Dude played a lot. Dude played a ton of games, but that was Hooks Warner. Oh! And that's all I have to say about that. Almost hit the wrong button. No one got it, though. Drinking my coffee. Going to finish it. Forgot to drink it. More coffee. Yes, please. Dot coffee slash John Boy. 25% off. Use discount code John Boy. Anyway. Uh, I was running a little late today. I started. I started a book. I asked you guys, should I? I asked you guys, should I read? Thinking about what I'm trying to remember. I asked if uh, I should read Undaunted Courage about um, Lewis and Clark expedition, or if I should finish Rebel Yell about Stonewall Jackson. Because um, I, I'm like, I'm a hundred page deep into both, but I went. I went back to Rebel Yell. But I didn't find anything interesting. So Rebel Yell, if I continue to read and things are about to get crazy, I don't know if I'll have time to read. That's going to be on the main circuit. Other than that, we're going to read Sure Signs, Ted Kuzer. Uh, I'm in the middle of this book as well. Got wet on the beach, so it's all fucked. It's all fucked. Um, 
know what I did? Genius move by me. I think I put it on my Instagram. I put rocks inside each page when it was soaking wet, and then it was sprayed out like when you turn a phone book into a Christmas tree. Or, I mean, not the TV guide into a Christmas tree. It's all sprayed out and dried off. Ooh, how many people have no idea what I would just said? Like, I bet Luke, my brother Luke, has no idea what I just said. Um, TV guide into Christmas tree. That, like, used to be something people did. Hey, Jake's wearing his nice shirt today. Tune in, John Boy and Jake Radio. Uh, you guys remember doing arts and craft where you would turn your TV guide into a Christmas tree? Well, that's what I did. Um, sure signs. Got a random page? Rocks, not flowers. Yeah. Uh, if anyone shoots out a page, I will do it. Otherwise, I'll just read a short one. I never had a TV guide. Yeah. They kind of went out the window when, like, cable companies were like, why don't we put this on the TV? Did you guys ever watch the channel, the TV guide channel? It went from, like, you had a TV guide, physical copy, TV TV guide channel, to then that you, like, it was just a scrolling channel. Like, you would, like, just watch it, and it would tell you what's on. You'd be like, oh, waiting for MDV, and then you go, okay, I'll put that in my thing as last, but go back to the TV guide to watch the rest. And then and then cable companies were like, why don't we just make this part of the interface? So first page from Josh, don't forget the intro, said 36, which is a poem called Late Lights in Minnesota. At the end of a freight train rolling away, a hand swinging a lantern. The only lights left behind in the town are a bulb burning cold in the jail and a high and high in one house. A five battery flashlight pulling an old woman downstairs to the toilet among the red eyes of her cats. So I think it's just a picture of a small town in the middle of the night. And he's just telling, describing what lights would be left on. Dude, his, his stuff, like sometimes there's meaning if you want to search and, and, and find meaning or, I mean, whatever. It's up to everyone to do whatever they want with it, you know. But I just, like it just, for me, what Ted Kuzer does is just paint pictures. Just painting picture of a small town in Minnesota at night. And there's a train driving away. And the guy that's operating the train at the very last caboose is holding a lantern probably to check the tracks or something. Um, There's a bulb burning cold in the jail. Jail never goes off. And then there's uh, one house. One house has a light on. And he's saying it's a five-battery flashlight pulling an old woman downstairs. So she gets up in the middle of the night and she's got a piss. Ain't that how it goes? And her and her cats are also glowing. Just a little portrait of what goes on in the middle of the night. You ever, you know, when you drive around at like 4 a.m. in a town, you're like, everyone's 
you feel like you got a secret on the day. Like, I'm ahead of you. People wake up. You're like, you don't even know what's happened so far today. Mostly nothing. But I existed before you did in the day. I watched the movie Palm Springs on Hulu. I feel like a lot of people are talking about it last night. I enjoyed it very much. So I'll just throw that out there for you guys. Palm Springs. I enjoyed it. Maybe I'll tell Jake about it on JGR today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Serena Marie says, got to piss. Going from a nice portrait to everyday life. Hey, everyday life is as beautiful as it gets, right? I saw a guy walking down the street the other day. Um, I saw two guys I was in my car, and there was two guys walking um, past each other. I was, like, stopped at a stoplight. And the one guy um, just said, oh, hey, man. And then the second guy looked up and just said, uh, just quickly, they, like, gave, gave each other a little hi, a little greeting. But they never broke stride. Like, oh, hey, man, I haven't seen you around in forever. We got to catch up sometime. And then the other guy said, said yeah, we got to do that. But they never broke stride, you know. And I was laughing because it's just like, a human interaction. They don't want to catch up. They didn't even break stride for each other. But it's just like friendly enough. Uh, I don't know. Mundane interactions kind of kind of are fun sometimes. So you, you guys aren't going to catch up. But I appreciate the sentiment and what happened on that drive-by helloing. Saw each other on the street. No interest in catching up. No way. No way. All right. Uh, Carter Tyree 6 in Periscope says, moving out of my parents for the first time post-college tomorrow. Any advice? Um, no. Enjoy it. Do like two weeks. Do whatever you want. And then, uh, I don't know, man. Get a girlfriend, and then uh, they'll make you clean. That's how my life worked. Lived pretty gross. Met Katie. She really highlighted how gross I lived. She's like, why don't you put that away? I was like, I don't know. She's like, why don't you just do the dishes right away? I was like, I don't know. Everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. I just don't do it myself. So subscribe to coffee. <laughs> Good advice from not Mr. Moon. Uh, says subscribe to coffee. Uh, book recommendation for John Boy. Novels in three lines by Fenion. Okay, hold on. Let me copy and paste that. Thank you from Rob. I will see. I'll put it on my list. Put it on my list here. Novels in three lines. Book rec from Rob. Novels in three lines. Appreciate you. Thanks for looking out. Uh, ooh, Mugshot as the cover. That's cool. Translated, not an original language. Cool. Um, all right, I'm going to get going. We got John Boy and Jake Radio coming up. Jake's in there setting up. Excited about it. And I'll be back tomorrow. Go check out uh, yespleasecoffee slash John Boy. They're sponsoring the show this week. Appreciate them. I'm going to have some cold brew I made out of their uh, coffee tomorrow and the next day. And the next day, love you dearly. Good. Bye. Bye.